All right, so let's begin talking about Cresswell's Chapter 5, which discusses the introduction. And really, the introduction has five main parts. It establishes the problem leading to the study. It reviews the literature about the problem. It identifies deficiencies in the literature about the problem, targets an audience, and notes the significance of the study. And then finally, it identifies the purpose of the proposed study. And I can't emphasize enough how important it is to really do a good job laying the foundation for the uh, proposed study in the introduction. And so there are some differences in terms of how uh, qualitative and quantitative approaches will proceed. But I think what's common to all of these is this is the very first point at which you interact with the reader and it's it's just vitally important to really set the stage for the project one of the things i think you want to do and the book points this out is to create reader interest in the topic why is this important what is it about the problem that's led you to follow this pursuit how do you place the study within a broader uh, context how do you identify uh, gaps maybe uh, in our knowledge that warrant further research and if you think about um, the difference between uh, your approach and, let's say, prior researchers, you might talk about your personal experience, you might identify a gap in the literature, you might discuss uh, an ongoing debate that's happening in the literature and then find a place where you have a perspective on that debate, or you might identify broader policy debates upon which the, uh, the study will comment. And so one of the ways to think about this is um, if I'm approaching any type of communication question, there's probably something relevant being debated in the policy literature that ties back to that question. And it's your job to kind of connect this theme to broader themes in people's everyday experiences. All right, let's talk about abstracts and the importance of the abstract. So an abstract is a brief summary of the contents of the study. And you're uh, really abstracting a proposal, so you will not have completed the, the study at this point. But your abstract should guide the reader and should quickly uh, summarize what it is that you're attempting to do in the study and some of the key components. So what is the issue or problem that you're facing? That should be briefly summarized in the abstract. What is the purpose of the study? What types of data will be collected? What themes or statistical results or mixed methods, integrated findings are likely to result from your study? What are the practical implications of your study? Is there anything that kind of obviously grows out of it? All of those elements should be um, identified in the abstract. And that, of course, shouldn't be more than a paragraph long, and it should go at the top of your paper. So think about how you're going to briefly summarize what it is that you hope to do in your study. All right, I'm only going to talk a little bit more, but I want to say a little bit about how qualitative, quantitative, and mixed methods differ. The, there are similar patterns, of course, for writing the introductory component, but there are some important introductions. So in a qualitative introduction, really you're talking more about how the problem calls for exploration. And this may be shaped by a theoretical lens, and that might be a place that you begin. So for example, if you're writing about gender theory, you may begin by introducing the problem through that theoretical lens. It may also be written from a personal or a first personal or a 
subjective point of view. And that's going to be very different, of course, than a quantitative effort. In a quantitative effort, uh, again, you're talking about uh, how the problem calls for um, inquiry and why it's important, but you're probably advancing a theory or you're identifying something that's going to be tested. So you may ask uh, at right at the beginning in that introduction kind of uh, what types of factors or variables may be influencing an outcome that at least you suspect is there and that the study is going to be designed to test. And it will incorporate a substantial uh, literature review. Of course, in our project, the literature review is an entirely separate paper, so you don't have to actually write the literature review. But in that introductory segment, right, you're going to leave a space for that for where your future uh, review of the literature will be placed. And it's probably going to be written from an impersonal point of view, a third person point of view. And uh, you wouldn't expect to have um, much in it that would be. Um, first personal or subjective. And then, of course, a mixed method approach can draw upon either tradition. So it can be either qualitative or quantitative. Uh, if one approach is emphasized or begins the study, you may choose in your introduction to begin your approach that way. So, for example, if I'm beginning from a qualitative point of view, I may write the introduction and more consistent with how a qualitative research study is uh, transpiring. And then I may move to those elements of uh, quantitative theory that I will be testing later on. It may reflect your need to further understand the relationship relationships you're exploring. So there may be some liminality or some tentativeness on your part. You might not quite know when you're writing it how it's going to result. And you should reflect that, right? You should say, well, maybe part of this is an if-then statement. We expect from the early qualitative research that we're doing that we're going to identify patterns. And then I'm going to propose some quantitative way of testing or validating those patterns. That might be something that's appropriate. And the problem may include the need for many other methodologies. And again, that's one of the things that happens with mixed methods research is it's some from column A and some from column B. And so you may have a much more involved and detailed paper that describes the possible methodologies that you're going to use. Okay, so briefly what we've done, we've talked about the importance for an introduction, especially of establishing the problem, stating the research problem, identifying the need for the study, talking about why it's significant, speculating about gaps in the existing literature. And then we talked about some differences between a qualitative approach, which may be more first person oriented, written in a more subjective manner, versus a quantitative approach, which is going to be a much more, uh, I don't want to say objective, but it's going to be written in a much more dispassionate way and definitely using a third person voice. And then, of course, we talked about mixed methods, which may involve a little bit of each. I'm hoping that this gets you thinking about your paper assignments. And as I say, our our papers don't exactly correspond. So you have an introduction and a purpose uh, paper. That's really uh, the next chapter we're going to deal with in Cresswell. We'll talk about purpose, uh, the purpose statement, but uh, at least these help you think about how you're writing those components of your paper. And hopefully you're imagining what the final project will look like when you combine all of these elements together. All right, that's all I've got for this week. Thanks very much. I hope this was useful.